this is Teaching the Teacher, Episode 1. I'm Ned Devitt Trombley, and I will be taught by my former student, Tiana DeNicola. A video producer based in Los Angeles, Tiana and her Irish fiancé, Sophie, host a very popular podcast. Podcast name is She, with a little period at the end, um, and it stands for Shifting Her Experience. We're just like a normal but healthy couple. And I think we're so open with our communication that that translates in the podcast as well. We advocate for self-development, self-improvement, women's empowerment, LGBTQ empowerment. So there's a wide variety of topics, but it's all under the same theme of like focusing on yourself. The word lesbian is thrown at women to insult them. So um, we really wanted to talk about that as well, because we have a lot of um, LGBTQ people that would identify with, with that conversation. We have a lot, a lot of DMs on Instagram, messages on Instagram of people coming out to us and saying, no one knows, don't share this, but, um, and we're like, okay, like it's a safe space. This podcast series is called Teaching the Teacher. I'm a teacher who's ready to give up the spot at the front of the classroom, and why not? My students are all over the world doing amazing things. It's time for them to teach me about stuff. To prepare to talk to my guest today, I had to do a lot of homework, listening to her wildly successful podcast series, reading articles on her website, reading articles about her too, and watching videos with tens of thousands of views. This guest is Tiana DeNicola, a young Canadian living and working in LA, Los Angeles. Tiana was in my grade 10 pre-AP English class, and I taught her grade 11 media, but, well, really, I didn't, I taught you some media theory, but you were already, as a teenager, way, way off the charts um, in terms of your skills in video production. You were a student with so much heart and so much energy, and uh, you appeared not to have slowed down at all. Um, so welcome, Tiana. And Thanks for having me. Hi. <laughs> So exciting. Um, it, it, can you start by telling me, what are you doing out there so far away from the cold of Canada? Well, that's exactly it. I just had to get away from the cold. Um, but yeah, I moved to LA about three and a half years now, and I really don't have any plans to leave. I feel like I really started seeing a lot of success in my career when I was here. Like I had success in Toronto, but um, moving here really like opened doors for me. So, um, you know, LA, if you're into media and video production and all those sort of things, it's a place to be. I've had a million questions, but just off the top of my head, tell me what's the most different in terms of the vibe of living in LA compared to um, back here in Toronto? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, a lot of people ask me that, but I think for me, there is just a creativity about this city. Like everyone that comes here wants to be creative, wants to work hard, wants to collaborate. Like everyone's open to collaborate and it's it's very positive out here. I don't know if it's the sun and the weather, but um, everyone is very positive. And I think that's a common misconception. People think people in LA are very fake. Um, and while that might exist in like a Beverly Hills or something, I actually think it's the opposite. And I think people are very friendly and open to chatting. Like anyone will have a conversation with you out here. <laughs> Oh, that's well, and you must like that. <laughs> yes, I love to talk. So, yeah, um, no, no definitely. But meeting people and encountering, and that it's there's an ease that would suit you very well. So, now tell me about the work that um, I, I guess the first work, 
the, the, the you, you've got a lot to tell me about this new project <laughs> that you've launched but what was the first thing and the thing that you're still doing a, a certain amount of yeah so um i got a job offer with um interactive one so um, their bigger platform is Radio One. They're, you know, they're a huge company out here. Um, and basically I'm a post-production supervisor. So I supervise all the editors and graphic designers and I hire all the freelancers. So um, basically I'm the final step before anything gets published. So any YouTube videos, any videos on like Roku, because we, we do some of those as well. All It's all online streaming, all online platforms, which is something I've always loved. I've loved digital. Um, you know, I was much more into like quick content as opposed to like making a film that takes like a year. That's just not how my mind works. Um, but kudos to anyone who can do that. Um, but yeah, so um, originally got an offer out here to do that. And then, um, yeah, I've been doing that now for three years and the company's kind of evolved into more brands and um, just like more channels to manage more people. So um, yeah, I just, I think I've always been a leader. So if I get a chance to like supervise a team, I, I feel like I thrive in that area because I, I feel like I really take the time to listen to people. So um, yeah, I've been loving it so far. Yeah. Is your day fast paced? Yeah. Um, keep track of or are you? Our company is very fast paced. We put out, I want to say about 20 videos a day. Well, let's move on to the fast pace of how the heck did you do this? You launched a podcast with your fantastic partner, fiance Sophie, in, was it, am I reading it wrong this morning? I was thinking, was it really March 2020? Maybe I, yes. it, it really was that short time ago. And yeah, March 2020. You decided we're just going to do this and tell me about where it's gone. Yeah. So many people ask me, oh, is it because of COVID that you started a podcast? And that is not at all it because we were planning to start a brand together and like a business in general um, surrounding like conversations we had had, like, I guess, offline. So like Sophie and I love to talk um, about really like non-traditional and unconventional topics, just us two. And we were starting to have them so often that we were like, this is really interesting. Like, I feel like there is are, there are a lot of people out there that can relate to the conversations that we're having or might like to hear that. Um, so we were kind of crafting this brand, like how would, how would we want it to look like? What is the name of it? What do we want? What message do we want to put out there? Um, and we started with, you know, let's do a podcast um, with YouTube. You know, you get lost in what people look like and um, their mannerisms and all that sort of stuff. But with a podcast, you actually have to listen to what they're saying. That's the only medium you have. So um, we were like, okay, let's launch as a podcast and we'll start to branch out and grow into other things. So we launched the podcast in March, end of March. And um, obviously we all went into lockdown in mid-March, but we had already made all our graphics. We had planned everything. So we're like, maybe this kind of works out in a good way for us because people are at home looking for content. So um, we just launched as normal and um, yeah, started to grow the podcast. And I guess it was so widely well-received that it kind of like made us continue to want to do it. Um, Cause we're like, let's see how this goes. Let's do it for a couple you know, of months just to, to gauge the response. And it just grew so fast. And the amount of like messages we've gotten um, from a lot of women um, straight or LGBTQ plus that like have said, this is really helpful. Like I haven't heard conversations like this or this has prompted me to ask my like partner about this. Um, Cause we're very much like, we advocate for self-development, self-improvement, women's empowerment, LGBTQ empowerment. So 
there's a wide variety of topics, but it's all under the same theme of like focusing on yourself um, and how you feel about certain situations. So um, yeah, that's kind of how it started. And the podcast has now grown into, you know, an Instagram account where we post original content. Um, you know, a lot of Instagram accounts will curate content from different creators, but ours is original. Um, we have articles on our website. Um, and now we're just expanding into um, our first like book, which is um, actually a self-reflective journal. So yeah, so it's kind of really grown in the last year. It hasn't even been a year yet, but uh, it's it's really grown. So we're, we're very thankful. <laughs> so how many subscribers a month are you reaching these days? Yeah, so we just actually hit 30,000, but it's it's still growing really fast. So um, Sophie and I were just in, um, I'll have to send it to you. It literally came out on Monday. Um, we were in this, like, I guess, viral YouTube video on a different YouTube channel um, that had us talk about our relationship. And it's like really blown up. And now the, like our podcast numbers are definitely skyrocketed. Our Instagrams have gotten a lot more followers. So um, I think just us being us, people want to listen to us. And I'll have to send it to you, Nancy. But <laughs> I saw it. That's when I was I, I, doing my research. I looked at it. You it, did. It, skin deep and I was and I yes, oh my god you saw it February 1st and it was yesterday and there were 17,000 views I'm like what is this it has like 40,000 now and oh like, my gosh it's in like two days like I'm shook wow wow so um what does the the podcast what's it called and what does that stand for yes oh my god I should have said that <laughs> um so the podcast um the podcast name is she with a little period at the end um and it stands for shifting her experience. So that was something that we intentionally did. You know, we wanted to call the podcast she, but we wanted it to mean something more and for it to be an acronym for something. So um, I think for uh, months we were like, you know, something her experience, like that makes sense. It's she, um, but then we had come up with shifting and we're like, that's exactly what we're trying to do here. We're trying to like shift these mentalities that you know, women have to be a certain way or women have to act a certain way or follow a certain path in life. Um, because we do still feel that like sting of oppression as women, you know, we think we have to do this, this and this to be successful um, or what society considers successful. So we were having all those kinds of conversations. And when we came up with the word shifting, we were like, that is exactly what we want, the mentality to, to shift. So um, it became shifting her experience. And while our podcast is called She, um, our like business and brand is shifting her experience. Just uh, yeah, so we're kind of known in both uh, uh, under both names. I'm just looking for a. I, I read a review um, on on the Apple uh, uh, platform, and it said uh, four five stars. Incredible, must listen. <laughs> These two women are absolute bosses who have such a profound grasp on feminism and society. You want to be their best friend because they're so conversational and start such great discussions. Plus they're what every couple should aspire to, independent yet supportive and emotional opinionated yet open-minded. Goals in capitals. Uh, um, so that's a pretty good compliment. And you were uh, reading the reviews off Apple Canada because we're bigger in the US. And sometimes when I read the reviews on the US, there's like so many that I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Wow, wow. Yeah. yeah, it must really touch you. My gosh, all that. People. Anyway, where other than the US, where are some of the other larger groups uh, listening? Our podcast is listened to in 105 countries, um, every continent. And our biggest market is the US, um, which of course is great. That's amazing. Um, 
But then our top five, I believe, is US, Canada, Ireland, you know, of course, um, Australia and the UK. So all, I guess, like the English speaking primarily countries. But that being said, we are listened to, you know, a lot in Italy and India and, um, you know, a lot of other countries. So I can't even, you know, I can give you the top five, but they're very spread out. Um, but yeah, yeah. And a lot of um, listenership across all of the US as well. So not just, we have a lot in California and LA, of course, because we distribute out of here, but um, a lot of people in middle, middle America as well, that especially like listening to the uh, LGBTQ episodes. So that's interesting. Yeah. So there's something really special about, tell me about Sophie. Tell me about the dynamic of <laughs> conversations. This is so important. Yes. Oh my God. Well, that's the thing. We, we both acknowledge that this brand could not exist without the two of us. So um, obviously I'm the one talking to you today, but um, it, it couldn't happen without um, Sophie as well. So part of why our dynamic works is we're just like a normal but healthy couple. And I think we're so open with our communication that that translates in the podcast as well. Cause it's one thing if you have, you know, um, you and your, your best friend who you're platonic with, like talking about topics. Um, but Sophie is my best friend and also my romantic partner. So, um, it, it reaches a level that a lot of podcasts don't reach. Um, so at least we believe so with us and our dynamic, we're so open and communicative that, um, it just translated well into a podcast and, um, yeah, so we're very much like a, a good match. Like I can't say that any other way without sounding very like cocky, but um, we just fit very well together. So it made sense um, that we were a type of couple that could also handle like starting a business together. The, the, the topics that you guys discuss and the, 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 the openness uh, of communication between you, I, I think it probably is a comfort to a lot of people. Yeah, I think a lot it, of people, even, even a lifeline sometimes I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people, even the comments on that video you, you mentioned that went up um, the other day where we're talking to each other. I think a lot of, and, and, and we didn't even mean to do this, but a lot of people look to us for relationship advice or even just like, um, if you are single, it's kind of like a lot of people have said, oh, well, that's like hope that, you know, I shouldn't settle until I meet someone that's my person and a good match for me. And that's something I personally have, had always thought, even when I was younger, like, of course, you knew me in high school, and I was always single in high school, I was very much like, you know, I don't really want to be with anyone if they're not my, my perfect match, you know, it's just kind of a waste, you know. Um, so I think a lot of people find comfort in the fact that they get to listen to us or watch us and think like, oh, they actually are a, a healthy couple. And everything we're putting out there is exactly who we are behind the scenes too. There's a lot of people, you know, on social media that um, present this like image and it might be a bit of a facade, but what you see is like what you get with us. And we're very much the exact same um, online and offline, you know. And you had, you have, um... I, there's so many podcasts and so many topics, but um, I, I loved listening to the one about how, your engagement. Oh, was it like how we, no, wait, was it how we met? Yes, I think it was how that we one. Met one. And then, yeah. And, yeah. It was like interesting because we didn't just, you know, meet in, Los, meet in Los Angeles and we both lived here and we went on dates and that was it. Like we did a long distance relationship. So um, it was like an added value of like trust and communication that um, I had never seen before um, in other relationships around me um, and really being grateful for each other. I think that's what long distance gives you. Once you're over that hump, you look back and you're like, 
we were so grateful to even get like two days together um, if we had them because uh, Sophie was a flight attendant at the time. Um, and when she was in LA, we would only have 48 hours. So uh, it kind of puts like a, she, she would always say, I'm looking forward to when we don't have a time clock on being together. Um, but now we've lived together over a year um, and she's been here and it's been fantastic. So <laughs> That's great. Um, when we corresponded, you said uh, maybe that you think the um, success of the podcast has something to do with her lovely Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think a lot of, okay, so we are the biggest by far, I would say 68% of our li listenership is in the US, which is interesting because we're not from the US, but we obviously live here. Um, I think it literally has to do with the fact that she has an Irish accent and people love to hear it. Um, yeah, I think um, it, it's like an added like, you know, value to the podcast. People are like, oh, and she has an accent. Um, but but yeah, I definitely think but but coming from two different countries and then into the US like allows us to also yeah. offer like a different perspective. Um, Cause you know, Sophie was a flight attendant. She had been to 70 countries. So she, she really had time to like, you know view the world through a different lens. And then me being obviously from Canada also having traveled a fair bit coming here you just have a different perspective to, to these topics. Whereas um, sometimes like the biggest difference is I noticed that Americans have a view of like mostly just America, you know, um, whereas Canadians are very worldly. And I would say the same about Irish people. So um, it's like almost like a broader perspective than just like what you're seeing in your hometown or your home country. You, you're, you're speaking to um, a non-traditional woman. How did you come up with that idea? First of all, that phrase to typify the, what you're trying to, who you're trying to reach? Yeah, so now we we have shifted a little bit more because we do have a primarily like um, women audience, but like we do have a lot of male listeners now. So we always say non-traditional conversations, even though um, our niche is like non-traditional women particularly. And I think it just simply came from us having conversations and saying we're, we are non-traditional in that sense. You know what I mean? Just even off the fact that we're an LGBTQ plus couple like makes us a bit more non-traditional. Um, but also the fact that, you know, we're foreign living here. And there's like a lot of things to that as well. Like we don't follow you know, necessarily certain paths. Like um, we're engaged and of course we wanna to, want to get married but marriage was never a priority for either of us. And I think in conversations with a lot of our friends they kind of felt the same. We're also a couple that doesn't want children. So, um, and everyone always asks us about it but we're, we're firm in that decision. So, um, I think all these things that society tells you, you need to be happy. Um, we, a lot of the time disagree with. So we were like, let's have conversations around that topic. And, um, you know, society pushes that traditional agenda so much that um, what's the opposite of that non-traditional. So we were like, let's have non-traditional conversations. And that's why even on our artwork. Um, so we had someone like design it. Um, actually my cousin who is an artist, shout out, but, um, and she, she's only 17 as well. So, um, she, we gave her this concept of, we want it to kind of be some, like an image that's a little bit more androgynous because we don't want it to, to Im imply necessarily that, um, you know, feminine, femininity is only one way, you know, like we didn't want someone with like, let's, let's say like big long hair and big lips and very feminine eyes and everything. We wanted it to be very clean slate. It could be anybody. Um, so yeah, I think that was part of like why we, we chose the word non-traditional. Um, but yeah, and most of the conversations on the podcast revolve around that. Everything, when we approach a topic, we always 
say, okay, um, like how does this tie into our audience and how can we um, cover topics that revolve around being non-traditional or having even a non-traditional opinion. It's not always who you are, like, oh, I'm non-traditional, but you might have an opinion that's non-traditional, you know, and that could be where you, where you would fit into like listening to some of our, our episodes, um, but yeah. I'm wondering, um, from something you just said, are you starting now to be inspired by the things that people, the feedback that you're getting in terms of topics that you launch into conversations about? For sure. So we have very much an open dialogue where we even say on our podcast, um, well, first of all, we do a woman of the week shout out every podcast, which obviously um, is to incline like viewer or listeners to like reach out to us. So in order to be a woman of the week, you'd have to DM us, uh, send us a message on Instagram. Um, and that has facilitated conversations in itself because we answer every single message. So um, when people message us, a lot of the times, you know, it might be something like, I love your podcast, you know, my partner and I listen, or um, your podcast has really helped me. Um, and then, of course, we ask, like, would you like to be a woman of the week? And sometimes that facilitates conversations like, I'd love for you to cover this topic. Um, one of our most successful topics to this day was a viewer requested one on um, the birth control pill. And obviously, like Sophie and I are not medical professionals, we didn't want to approach it like that. So we were like, how can we like turn this into like obviously more of an opinionated thing and present just research we found. Um, Soph is a writer and editor, so she naturally reads a lot. She found a lot of research for that episode and we had so many people reach back out and say, thank you so much for covering that. I didn't know this. Um, and we fact check everything, you know, we don't necessarily just like spew out like nonsense. Like we make sure we're, we're saying the right thing when we say it, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So um, Instagram is really part of helping you launch this brand. It's yeah. And I never important. like, of course, in my like um, day job as a post-production supervisor, um, we're a studio. So um, we obviously have uh, to integrate social media as well. But when it comes to our brand and our podcast, um, I think both of us wanted to integrate social media on another level and make it like fun and informative um, and maybe less about us and our faces. Like, you, you can see on our Instagram, we don't really have our faces on it. It's more like um, like content that's like almost like little infographics or something we, because we did the research, you know, we, we researched the podcast and we're like, let's turn it into a post. Um, so, so we've really used that as a platform to like reach new people and just like in, engage with the listeners. Yeah, we always say like, follow us on Instagram and chat with us on Instagram about it. And they do, they definitely, like our listeners do that. Um, you talked about coming out when you're older. I'm sure, yeah. was there a lot of feedback to, to that episode? A lot. And part of why we did it was also because so many people, not just women, but people were reaching out to us on Instagram and DMing us and literally sharing their coming out story, like saying, I'm a woman, I'm married to a man and I am bisexual or I think I'm gay and I don't know how to tell them or, or vice versa. We've had a few men reach out to us, like I'm um, older and I'm coming out and um, all of that. And like, it's not that we're like experts on the topic, but, but um, I, I personally was very much someone, and I know Sophie would say the same, where I was always very like open. I never like put really labels on anything. And Sophie was the same. Like, I, I think we both at one point were like, okay, we've come out as bisexual, but it wasn't until we were in our twenties that we felt like really comfortable doing that. Like, you know, obviously once again, you knew me in high school and I, I wasn't even like aware of any like sort of like sexuality and what to do with it. I was just kind of like, all right, like I'm a pretty open person and I'm open-minded and like, we'll see where life takes me. And that was kind of like the extent of it. Whereas um, 
we were probably about like, you know, 23, 24 when we decided to like, you know, just embrace our fluidity and sort of like, you know, date women. So um, I think that that was a big thing that our, our listeners could resonate with because so many people think, you know, well, you have to come out by like age 18 and you have to like do this by the time you're in college. And that's not true. Like we don't even really know who we are until like we start to like explore ourselves in like education and explore ourselves after college and university and all that sort of stuff. So it makes sense to me that you would, someone would come out if they were going to come out in their twenties or thirties or something like we're all evolving and learning about who we are. And I think a lot of people resonated with that. We have a lot, a lot of DMs on Instagram, messages on Instagram of people coming out to us and saying, no one knows, don't share this. But, um, and we're like, okay, like it's a safe space. We have no problem chatting with you guys about it. Um, yeah, it's really comforting as well for us to, to see that people feel comfortable sharing that information with us. It was an episode a lot of people wanted to hear. So we did it. <laughs> wow. Wow. It, I, I also like um, when you guys are talking, you talk about um, it, sometimes just like getting rid of all of the labels. You're thinking just, I found my person. Yeah. 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 That's we say that a lot. We, we use that term, like, you know, my person a lot, because for us, it's not about gender. And we said that in that video, you probably watched the other day, um, you know, and this is part of why our podcast is non-traditional we all as a society have these like stereotypes of what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a man. And we don't even consider like non-binary spectrums of sexuality or gender. So um, I think that's one thing we really wanted to get across in our podcast in that like at the end of the day, we are all just humans. We are all just people. We don't love labels, but we're happy to be a representation for LGBTQ people, of course. But um, but we didn't associate with certain labels because there were all these negative connotations. And we had an episode where we talked about the L word, which is, um, you know, a Showtime series, but we converted it into like the word lesbian because um, so many people have a really negative um, association with that word. And that's part of why we don't identify with it. And we had one of our friends on who actually has a successful podcast as well out here. Um, and she agreed with us, she's gay and she doesn't agree with the label because she's like, people use it as an insult. And it's so true. Like, I know gay can sometimes be used as an insult, but it's a lot more accepted, you know, um, whereas the word lesbian is thrown at women to insult them. So um, we really wanted to talk about that as well because we have a lot of um, LGBTQ people that would identify with, with that conversation um, just based on messages we've got. So yeah, as much as we're of course, women's empowerment and self-improvement, we do have a lot of LGBTQ topics in the hope to like normalize it because we feel like a normal couple. Um, and I say that all the time, like when people look at us, they might see two women, but when I'm looking through my eyes, I just see Sophie. So I don't see the representation myself unless it's in a photo or a video of two women together. So. Um, I think that that really is something we want to advocate for too, because we are no different than, you know, any other couple. Well, that really comes through in the podcast, I have to say. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, Thank and, I, and I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's, uh, it, it, I'm sure there are lots of people out there um, listening and feeling uh, empowered. Yeah, I hope. Thanks. So thank you. I think, um, you know, back in in high school as well, you would know me, of course, as somebody who like was very talkative and I always used my voice. And I think now that that I'm older, you know, I've learned how to like use that voice and 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 just kind of like empower other people to use theirs. So if I can use my voice and 
um, like I'm very chatty. So I'm happy to use my voice to like, you know, normalize those topics, whether it be women's empowerment, like feminism or LGBTQ topics, or even just advocating for self-improvement, which is why we wanted to to launch the journal like because it was something we could give back it wasn't just a product that you buy and you you forget about it was something that the person using it could also feel like it was beneficial and we we worked really hard on it it wasn't just it's not just like blank pages and empty prompts it's it's very thoughtful and like little exercises and everything um so so i think that's the over like overarching like umbrella of our brand like just self-improvement like being a better you you know so um, in every way. So, yeah. so you've just produced this independently and you're. Yeah. So we're, it? we've, so we've self-published it. Um, so through Amazon, we're doing like a paperback book. Um, yeah. It's like, it was, it was something definitely we felt really passionate about. Um, Sophie, like I said before, is a writer and does have her own book. So um, she kind of incorporated, um, she's a brilliant poet, like absolutely brilliant. Um, and she incorporated the poetry within this book as well. So each chapter of this journal, because we we didn't do dates, we did chapters instead for when you want to focus on something like let's say self improvement or um, the future me and all that sort of stuff. And each chapter is introduced with a, a poem that goes with the chapter. And um, so it's really like this beautiful little book that you have you know poetry, you have prompts. Um, so yeah, and really cute illustrations that are really beautiful. So. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like an all-in-one, um, but we we sort of put our talents together. You know, Sophie wrote the poetry, I designed the book, um, and then we both wrote the prompts and everything. Um, and together, it's like you know a product we have together. So, wow, yeah. that's so impressive. So, will I be able to order it on Amazon? Yeah, so it'll be available worldwide. And I did not say the name. So the journal is called Reflect, um, okay. just because it's all about like the experiences you've had. Was there a moment where you knew where things clicked for you, that you knew what you wanted to do with your life? Um, and maybe yeah. it wasn't at school um, and maybe it was much later. I, I think with you, it might not have been what school was teaching you, but you you got on with uh, learning the things you wanted to learn when you were younger. So can you tell me about that? Because people who will listen to this will probably be people, you know, looking at, oh, that, that person's successful. And I'm, I'm still young and, and not sure what my path is. And so is, is there a moment where things click? Yeah, I think um, when you look back, all the dots connect and you realize things click. So it might not be like a light bulb moment. Um, but you start to, if you make decisions being true to yourself, no matter what it is, you will follow the right path. I think where people go wrong is, like making decisions off, let's say, uh, what traditional society would want, or what your parents might want for you, or, or any of that sort of stuff. So when I look back, I was always somebody who was very myself and very driven and talkative and all that sort of stuff. And I loved asking questions and just getting to know people. So um, back when I was in high school, of course, you know, I did the enriched uh, program with you. And um, I wanted to do that. No one pushed me to do that. I was the one going to like, you know, my mom and saying, I want to do this. Um, just telling you. So um, I think when you have that sort of like assertiveness about your own life, um, you're always going to be on the right path and things will always click, you know, so things were very much clicking for me back in high school. I was, you know, doing some on air stuff with I don't know if you remember, but much music and so that was starting starting to show me that like, okay, I can maybe make a career in talking and leading and all that sort of stuff. So um, I just followed that path. And I, I would say the biggest turn was moving to LA. I really felt 
like everything had fallen into place. And I met uh, Sophie shortly after um, within the first year of me moving here. And that was another like click, like if, if you want to use that word. Um, and all these things started to click because I, I made decisions based off me. Whereas, um, you know, there's a lot of people in my life that might be like friends or family that don't make decisions based off what they want. And they never have that click, you know? So I think if you go ahead and just do you and um, almost be a little bit like selfish in that way, we use selfish as such a negative word in society and it can be, um, you don't have to be a horrible person, but you can be selfish about what you want. So um, yeah, that's my, my one biggest thing about like having things click. <laughs> Oh, well, that's interesting. Um, and then my last question is, I'm going to ask everybody, what do you want to learn next? Oh, I am always learning, I feel like. Um, I think for me, oh, that's such a good question, because there's so much. I'm like, where do I start? Um, I think a lot of what I'm learning and wanting to learn revolves, of course, around this business and um, our podcast. I want to learn more about our listeners and the things that they feel like they need to hear. You know what I mean? Like the topics they feel like, th like they need um, because a lot of people, you know, hold back when they talk in podcasts or, or maybe don't talk about the topics that their listeners want to talk about or want them to talk about. So I would love to learn just the industry a bit more. And I think the biggest thing is, is just like continuing to run and own a successful business. Like that's what I want to learn. Like I would love to, um, and I've already like been in touch with people out here about kind of shadowing how they started their business um, and all of that, because, yeah, I, I don't know if I, I want to be somebody who always works for somebody else. I think um, I would be somebody that would want to own my own business. So that's what I, I want to learn. I know it's very traditional or like cliche to say, like, I want to, to learn a, like a certain part of a business, but um, realistically, that is what I want to learn right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, sounds perfect. That's great. Well, yeah. thank you so, so much for your time and your generosity. And I'm very, no very thank proud you for having you. me. And I'm going to order the book. And, uh, and, and thank you so much. And hello to Sophie. And hopefully one day I'll meet her too. And we can say hi to her. She's right here. Oh, I'd love to. Want. I'd love to. <laughs> Let me unplug this. Sophie, you want to come say hi? She's like, hold on. Okay, wait. I'm just switching my mic. Can you hear me okay? I can, yeah. Okay. You want to meet Sophie? This is Nancy Devitt. Hi, Nancy. <laughs> Hello, nice to meet, to meet you. you. This wow, is Sophie. I'm so we... impressed with everything you guys have put together. It's just fantastic. Uh, thank you. Since Tiana and I spoke, she has started a really cool new job as a post-production video supervisor at Variety. She's doing interviews as well, for instance, with Ash and Little Nas X. Tiana and Sophie's podcast, She, Shifting Her Experience, is now drawing 50,000 subscribers a month and has been featured in Seventeen magazine. Shifting Her Experience was recently ranked in the top 2% of all podcasts globally. The original music for episode one was composed and performed by my former student, Ashley Rivera, with Myla Carlos and Chloe Sue. Many thanks to Ken Yu, Anna Kuzam, and Amanda Yokinko for helping get this podcast off the ground. Graphic design is by Una Devitt Tremblay. 
Post-production editing support was kindly provided by Pierre Tremblay, Joseph Devitt Tremblay, and Cameron Bryson. Be sure to tune into episode two with Fatine Taufig, joining us from the United Nations in Bonn, Germany. Thanks for listening. And remember, your old teachers never forget about you.